Hey, welcome back to the Kingsway Podcast. You're Yo. here. And Jed's here. Here I am. We're ready to rock. Um, kind of. You know what? I think we're either at 29 or 30 of these. We've hit the almost yeah. halfway point. Um, I am so excited to say that we have gained over 100 subscribers this year. Thank you so much for those that have chosen to subscribe, either from our live mm-hmm. streams for Sunday mornings or from our podcast itself. It makes me, um, it makes, I know you and I think that this is worth it to know yeah. that we have an audience that watches and is listening. And uh, we don't really do this for a prideful mm-hmm. side of things. We're just trying to create, you know, healthy discussions that we talk about, yeah. just learning, loving doing it. Um, you know, Michelle Barber, one of the people in our church is here to say, Hey, Michelle, she's over here today listening on the podcast. We were just having some really healthy discussions before it started through some, you know, really fun things that I don't feel like have to hinge on whether or not you believe Jesus actually rose from the grave and that he is worth following, but are healthy Mm -hmm. in the sense of growing. Ultimately, what I would say, A.W. Tozer says, uh, your your image of God is the most important thing about you. When you think about God, that's the most important thing about you. So, uh, shaping that well protecting that well, mm-hmm. um, growing in that, deconstructing when something's not healthy, relearning things, you know, reinforcing things about who God is very, 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 very important. Mm-hmm. Um, and so always worthy of our time and discussion. And I think any place, anytime we can create a safe place to do that, like this podcast, I yeah. think it's a healthy thing. I know you like being a part of that too. Mm-hmm. So today we're yes, doing sir. an off the cuff um, these are just uh, maybe uh, questions from uh, our moms yeah. that write in or relatives or anyone that we could possibly get. I know I have uh, one from uh, one of our mm-hmm. listeners that he was just making a reference on some things that we've cool. written before and so uh, and talked about before. So, yeah. So off the cuff, uh, let's just start with a fun one for, for you. Like uh, done. What uh, what have you been reading lately? What have I been reading? Um <laughs> I I'm reading Lord of the Rings. Um, really? Yeah. You started back up. Right? Yeah. Dude, I do so it every year, dude. Every I, have you year. read it every year? Mm-hmm. Every year for probably the past like four years, I'll read through The Hobbit mm-hmm. and then the trilogy. And I've started becoming even bigger nerd and and reading like the, the history. Oh. I read The Silmarillion this year, and I've read like I'll read. Um, these aren't quite as nerdy. They're like deeper delves into some of the stories in the Silmarillion. But then there's like the books of history and um, it's like, is it yeah. just like his journals, like Tolkien's journals that they yeah, just pull out and they're pretty just like, much. They're like, I was yeah. thinking about this Aragon's uh, uncle that lived <laughs> in this far off place called. <laughs> I mean, they're they're taking you through like the first age, um, oh my and like the creation of of the world, and then you go through the second age where the rings were actually made, and and then you have the rise of Sauron, and the, the second age ends when Sauron is killed. Um, who's the new bad guy of the second age? Well, Sauron again. It's Sauron again. Yeah. He comes back. He comes back for the third age. Is he a demigorgon that, now? <laughs> you he comes so back for the third age. <laughs> and that's sorry. when the actual trilogy happened. Right, that's the Hobbit. The be, be happy with me. Yesterday, I tried to put uh, the extended edition Fellowship of the Ring into my Xbox 360 not realizing that my Xbox 360 cannot play a blue race. <laughs> and I was that sucks. very sad. That sucks. I was just like, I want to watch this. And I, <laughs> and I couldn't. Um, uh, so yeah, I settled on an Avengers movie and it wasn't, it wasn't not, the same. It's not the same. No. Uh, yeah. I go back to so those. Every, have you been reading year. anything other than Lord of the Rings? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I read reading on the two towers right now. Okay. I'm also reading um, a book of, of poetry. 
okay. because I am a nerd as well. Um, I, is it more is it Ecclesiastes or is it no. Proverbs? Oh, I mean, it's not in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Poetry exists outside. The no Bible. way, yeah. Emily Dickinson. What is happening? <laughs> uh, I'm also reading a book um, by Peter Enns. Um, I think I've talked a little bit about one of his books that I've read before. Um, uh, the Bible tells me so before oh, on this yeah. podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this book is called Inspiration or Incarnation Ooh. or and Incarnation. Um, and it's we talked a little bit about mm-hmm. that kind of subject a couple like a month ago, probably mm-hmm. on this podcast. I'm um, just talking about the uh, is interesting drawing a parallel between. Um, we use the word incarnation a lot for Jesus and talking mm. about how he's the, the, the God incarnate. He is, mm. he's God and man equally. Mm-hmm. Um, and how the Bible also kind of represents that and how, you know, trying to it's balance that inspiration mm-hmm. of, of the God and the work of the Holy Spirit in it, but also realizing that it was written by men. And it has limitations. Yeah. In the sense of their understanding. Mm-hmm. Revelation would be a perfect example yeah. of that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not too far into that one yet, but hmm. it's a uh, thought provoking at least. Yeah, so that sounds amazing. Yeah, um, you know his stuff like we like talked about before. I didn't never mm-hmm. I didn't agree with everything he yeah. he says. I think that's important. Too. Oh, like, I, you just I think so very much. It's, so it's it's hard to grow when you're reading. I heard it put this way once. Um, um, thinking about books that you read that that you want to learn from in the context of like talking with friends over coffee, mm-hmm. right? When you're, you're having this discussion, you don't want friends that all agree with you yep. to be enjoying this coffee with you. You want friends, you want somebody who 100% looks at things the, the way, exactly. the, the opposite of, mm-hmm. of what you do. You want someone who who maybe just has a different perspective and, and kind of looks, you know, yeah. you know, maybe agrees with you. It's kind of like middle ground. You want someone who agrees with you, you know. You want a, a, a wide range a wide oh, yeah. spectrum of of opinions. i would say too you want some common ground but you don't yeah. want to just be too comfortable the exactly because yeah. i think if you're too comfortable then you kind of settle in and you just kind of nod your head yeah. and everybody just kind of goes yeah of you're course. just you're just reading things that just mm-hmm. back up what you already think and you're not challenging anything but like if there's no common ground i can't read that book either. exactly like if i read yeah. something that i'm like i just cannot get on any kind of level yeah of, I, I struggle so sure. i think that those types of books are perfect yeah um, a lot of times I found his book, at least the first one, the Bible told me so, to have the questions mm-hmm. as the common ground. Yeah. yeah if yeah. that makes sense. Like yeah. the questions that he transposed or put on like matched mine. Yeah. Like I was just like, yes. Mm-hmm. And so hearing his answer was a healthy journey of his way to try to find yeah. it where I felt like mine kind of deviated a little mm-hmm. bit, but it was it's still very good. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I've been reading a couple different things. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I just got into a brand. I had to look it up. Um, a brand new sci-fi series that I'm not. I'm not sure how it's gonna go. It's called The Leviathan Wakes. Okay. Um, uh, my brother recommended it to me. I'm trying to look up the info. Um, oh, I'm gonna oh, we're gonna listen right. to it, right? Yeah, here, I was, uh, I was gonna say it's by James uh, A. Corey. Uh, it's a five-part series, but it's sci-fi in space. And uh, the opening scene was straight up like aliens. I mean, straight up. Girl finds like a, a kind of a detached human head in the wall that tells like her a message. And then like it like cuts. And like the way it right, it's written right now, it's a little rough. It's definitely more for more mature audiences. But yeah. it has this like really intense character driven story so far, which mm-hmm. I'm a huge, huge fan of. So cool. I'm excited to get into a new series, um, uh, something fictional like that. Uh, yeah. It was very fun. Um, 
I know I've mentioned Ravi's book that I've, I've almost finished. I know that myself, I was re-listening to The Pastor or listening to a piece of The Pastor Eugene by Eugene Peterson. Such a huge book. Um, and then uh, The Logic of God has Ooh. been really, 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 really good. It's kind yep. of a weekly thing. And then also re-listening to uh, The Killing Lions. By We talked about mm -hmm. that, about being a man yeah. uh, back in June. And uh, I just, I've had a couple questions and thoughts and doubts that yeah. I kind of re re retouched on all of those have been great yeah um really really good i've uh podcast we can kind of include this yeah, in there maybe you like aspen well. i i know um revisionist history by malcolm cool. gladwell his last one was on nihilism and the thought process of like taking the next opportunity in front of you with optimism and how that can lead to, to freedom mm -hmm. in in recognizing that there is a freedom in choosing the choice that's right in front of you with a good attitude and it was kind of a neat concept that i had never yeah. uh, you know in, in some ways i'm kind of like so like just like winging it like, yeah. you know I mean? like that's like is there there's a term for that like you know like, that's um, funny. um and he just talked about how his dad had died and he um his dad lived that way hmm. and it kind of explained his life and did it in a really of course creative way as only malcolm does and it was really, really, really well done. And cool. then, you know, 30, 40 minutes, it's, it's worth your time. Yeah. Revisionist history. And he also did a four-part series on LeMay, Le which was the Air Force general in charge of the Pacific War hmm. in World War II and was responsible for firebombing Tokyo and killing 106,000 people in six hours, the most gruesome thing that's ever been done by anyone in on hmm. the face of the planet, wow. which was done by one of our... Air Force commanders in. So he does this great job of making a case for why it was allowed and why he was never prosecuted for a war crime. Wow. And it, it is incredibly intense, incredibly well done. Um, but it's a four part series against revisionist history. Mm. Really cool. I, those are the things that I just, I get sucked into those things. Just, yeah. I get sucked into them so much. I know. It's very, very well done. So what, what podcast have you cool. been listening to? Yeah. So I, I finished Got all caught up on the the soundtrack show. Uh, I I've mm. talked about it. What was the last one they did? Uh, Superman. Oh, Superman from oh, the seventies. Damn, um, man. Which was really good. That was a good. He did four parts on on Superman. Mm. Um, as as a really good Damn, episode. Or I always really want to do episodes. I always um, want to do the Indiana Jones one, and I know it's not right. Dude, they're so similar. They're, right? They're so right? Similar. I know. I mean, I'm like, wait. The coolest thing about Superman's theme that that I learned was. Uh, John Williams wrote it. Um, mm -hmm. Also, he's Indiana the man. Jones, which he's is why man. they're similar. Um, <laughs> and he wrote it in such a way. I think the whole theme in its entirety is eight measures. He wrote it in a way so that he could take any one measure he wanted and use it as a cue for Superman anytime he wanted. Wow! So he can literally, and and you'd recognize it. You you take one measure from from any of it, and you know it's Superman's theme, and it cues you to to know that Superman's on screen or he's coming or something heroic is about to happen. That's brilliant. So yeah. Um, other than that, I've been listening to um, exploring my strange Bible, Tim Mackey's podcast, um, mm. in his series of uh, New Testament themes right now. Mm. Um, Dude, which is really cool. His church did something really cool. Um, I guess it was a long time ago now, but yeah, back in 2012, um, I think yeah. it was when that podcast is mainly um, recorded. Which even I think then it was even a, a few years before that that it's it came. Crazy. From, but they did this thing where, as a church, they read through the New Testament. Um, it would meet at 6 a.m. every day and read the New Testament to each other and together, and and then um, each Sunday, he and the other teaching pastor would would talk about whatever part of the Bible they just read or, or that they were on. Um, and so 
that's what the New Testament themes is what what they call this and talk about um, the one I'm kind of into right now is is protecting the witness and mm. looking through different things. Um, talked about the kingdom a little bit. Talked about the kingdom one is the yeah, one that stuck with me. It's a good one. So there's that. I can remember that. I remember that series specifically, but yeah. I remember that one particularly mm-hmm. in the sense of. I think it's probably just because of the prominence of where we're at politically right yeah. now and like the environment that we're at where we mm-hmm. want to draw lines or draw opinions or draw political yeah. parties. And I, that that message was just such a kingdom driven mm-hmm. thing yeah. that back then they were doing the same thing with the, you know, the, you know, they had all these political differences. Some Jews believed that Rome wasn't a bad thing. And some mm-hmm. Jews believed that, you know, they needed to be yeah. kicked out. They were the infidels and some were peaceful, some were not. Um, yeah. You know, John and James kind of had a reputation for being um, a little bit like sons, bit, of, little sons of thunder. They had some kind of nickname. <laughs> so, you know, there was, they and they were, attached to, <laughs> they were attached to a movement that was not nice. And yeah. Used very nasty weapons mm-hmm. to kill Roman soldiers kind of in crowds and then get away with it. And Yeah. Anyway, so kingdom mindedness. Yeah. Is, yeah. That's cool. That's a good one. Well, I know uh, other off the cuff. Uh, let's just jump into your question real quick. Sure. Um, I hope you're checking those links out or at least have looked into some of the things we're referencing. Mm-hmm. It's easy to find. What's our next yeah. off the cuff thing? Um, so this one is a question that was left like a month ago. Done. We'll see. This could be this could be interesting. I'm um, all about it. We'll see how it goes. I may not be all about it after you read it. You may not be. Okay, great. Fair let's warning. Do it. Fair warning. <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great glory, stay in the Lord. Um, what are the marks of true repentance? Ooh, true repentance. Yeah. Mm. I don't know, because I, I saw this when it was left. So it's honestly kind of jumped back into my head a couple of times um, over the last month or so. Yeah. And so maybe, yeah. maybe just sparking something for you. I think for me... The, every, the only time, only consistent thing that I've thought is if I'm judging someone's repentance, like if someone did something to me mm-hmm. and is repenting of it to me, apologizing, you know, asking for forgiveness, it's a person by person thing. Like I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, I know the if I know the person, I know when they're sincerely like, yeah, you know, repenting or, or even if it's something that, you know, wasn't done to me and I, I know like when they're sincere in that um, i'm trying to think but, of both scenarios like when yeah. i'm trying to repent and exactly, then i have yeah. others too because yeah. I, I think that that's a good I changes that way actually changes both my my thought processes on it mm-hmm. so the number one thing that like immediately like, i like let's get over to the sunday school answers first right? yeah, yeah obviously yeah. like humility like mm-hmm. surrender yeah um admitting you know those are type of the things that you're like all right cool like those make sense to me. Yeah. Um, those are like important. Um, you know, I think they're pretty universal too. Yeah. And I, I don't even think you need to be a Christian to yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like in the world of around us, I think it's just more of like a natural thing that you're like, okay, that humble approach came, admitted they made a mistake, admitted and whatever. Yeah. I would say true repentance though. And this is like maybe the nitty gritty in my own life. And then those that I feel like I've done it the best. I don't even know if I have a reference for this. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, it was yeah. just like a reference or like a way, but maybe it's just an inner thought or maybe it's just something that I feel like I've just, I discovered in myself and in others. When I don't try to control the consequences, Ooh. when I submit, surrender, and I'm humble enough mm. 
but then I don't try to control the consequences of that, that sin or that issue or that mistake. When I try to control those, state those, limit Mm -hmm. those, make my, you know, my argument for what they should be. Your own definition of fairness Mm -hmm. on it. Like I, I think to be truly repentant, it's a hundred percent giving up control of the, of of the consequences Mm. and saying like, I, I, I'm giving you full right to be angry. Yeah. I'm giving you full right to be, to take justice. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm giving you full right to be, um, to do what you see as fit. Yeah. And you're right. That can be really hard to do yeah. well with people that you don't trust because mm-hmm. you, you want to like give them a piece of what you did wrong, but you don't want to admit yeah. the whole thing. And then on top of that, I think there's still a part of me too that like, like you said, play the fair game. Mm-hmm. You're like, all right, I did a level two sin yeah. and I deserve a level two consequence. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, like, yeah, I just feel like that's what happens. Right. Yeah. And like, you're like in your mind, but, uh, I, I, I think that's when Jesus talks about darkness and light. It's much more mm-hmm. black and white in his mind and repentance of like every sin defeats holiness and, yeah. and removes that. Um, the old, the old adage, maybe, maybe you heard this in our youth group or not, but I remember growing up and the one that, the one that our youth pastors say all the time, it's like an oil tanker's water supply only needs one tablespoon of oil to dilute the whole thing <laughs> and make it poisonous. That is your lips of unholiness. And I was like, dang, I'm never drinking fresh water again. <laughs> like, and in my mind, I think I like to say that my, that's only one ounce of sin in like a, you know, millions mm-hmm. of gallons. So surely I only deserve one ounce of punishment. Yeah. And when truthfully the consequences flow through my whole life mm-hmm. and are far more reaching than I see. And the need for grace and the need for repentance and then restoration is much larger than I see. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Does that, does that change your thoughts or like yeah. give you more? I, I feel like that's, that's probably the simplest definition I would give is giving yeah. up the consequences of the choice. Um, and not, not trying to control it. Not saying that you're yeah. like going to just like, you know, go full like s- samurai and just like yeah. let yourself be, you know, gutted and beheaded. But at the same time, like, I do think there is a part of you that like puts yourself at the feet of the other mm-hmm. person and just let lets the decision play out as it should. So, yeah. and I don't want that to sound like you can't stand up for yourself or not say like, you know, like you have worth and still value mm-hmm. and all that. But I yeah. think there's a part of that in repentance that's healthy for your heart. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's good. That's a very good question. Um, one quick thing to end with. I got a message from one of our viewers, um, and uh, they they basically were really excited about the thing that we mentioned earlier uh, about the you know the confidence in the Bible and mm-hmm. like that whole journey. Yeah. And they had re- referenced that First and Second Timothy was one of their biggest struggles. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. they just talked about how Paul's writings and then Paul's writings to Timothy, especially with some of the topics and discussions mm-hmm. that are specifically in there around slavery and women's roles and yeah. uh, just elders well, even and like generational. Philemon's a whole book about Paul sending a slave back to his master. And, yes. And, yeah. There's, there's some issues that they had with that until they looked into the context of the Greek and how those letters were very intentional to mm-hmm. a very intentional group of people mm-hmm. were not meant to, you know, this is a private letter to Timothy, yeah. not the same as a letter to a congregation. And yeah. So they can't be put on the same pedestal in the sense of like, mm-hmm. they're a far reaching, yeah. um, you know, 
overarching thing. In fact, it's one of those things that like you're like wondering if Paul's like kind of like I don't know if I meant everybody to read that. Yeah, you know, what I mean? like, you know like it's one of those like your private mail yeah. becomes like public. You're like I hope yeah. that's what, same inspiration incarnated. Yeah, <laughs> that. Yeah, um, as the other letters that were written to. You know, members, and I, I think there's good there's good evidence to show that both of those are willing. But his his basically thought process was like there that he had done that now for a couple books, but that there was so many more books that he didn't have that for. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, he's basically just saying like like what was a good place or where's a good place to start? Maybe giving a context to a book or giving context, and maybe Philemon's the one we needed to, you know to reference. But yeah. um, he's he's basically saying like what's what's the next book or what's another book to look at that maybe would put him on a journey for growth hmm. in a similar way. Um, so I don't know. I, I think about that for a second. Like I think first and second Timothy are great. You know, we just did last week, second Corinthians. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the Corinthian books in general, the first Corinthians is yeah. so challenging. Yeah. Um, incredibly healthy. It's like the Vegas of cities. Corinth uh, just has some of the most outrageous uh, idol worship and uh, sexual things um, mm-hmm. that are attached to that city. And you can feel it in Paul's letter, he not only attacks it in a very direct way, but also mm-hmm. attacks it with like the love of Christ, which is where we get like yeah. first Corinthians 10. Um, you know, I, I, I think first, second and third John are fantastic letters. Um, you can just see them uh, kind of addendums to his gospel. Yeah. I, I mean, they're just literal, like if you took his gospel and were like, I would come to believe. And then the third lover's like, and then love God. Yeah. Well. You know, it's like love God, love people, believe in him and also love well, like love yeah. well. And he just continues to drive that in. Um, Philippians is probably one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think what, what ones jump out to you and you're thinking like, man, you know, the context of a book a little bit larger, it kind of brings in a larger picture of like maybe even the new Testament or the epistles or. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know about like specific context. I know for me in dealing with like those questions, specifically new Testament, um, knowing how, or like knowing the gospels, was was for me like the the concrete the, the con- thing. yeah um and knowing that like this jesus presented in the gospels inspired that like mm-hmm. and i don't know um no that's that's really healthy because that's that's yeah. where i landed first i yeah. had to get there first and even yeah. get to the epistles truthfully yeah um man i don't know I don't know about any of that. Well, and I think, I think it's a good healthy thing though, to say like, if I started the gospels, I I get some concrete things. So I'm just like, all right, I'm only believing in John. Yeah. Like that's what John's gospel is it. Mm -hmm. And that's all I got. And then all of a sudden Luke shows up. Yeah. And you're like, all right, one more detail. Yeah. A few other stories that weren't included. And you get Matthew's gospel and you're like, okay. Yeah. Genealogies, Jewish roots, way more references. The point is like kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Much more than belief in Jesus. It's like the kingdom yeah. is what Jesus came to bring. And you're like, all right. And and then you start getting into like Romans. And like Paul writes this book to Rome and it's to Jewish believers and non-Jewish believers. And now they're Christians together. Yeah. <laughs> and like they're like trying to figure out how to do this. And the context of that is specific, but yeah. you're like, what does it matter to us? Right. You're like, yeah. It's not the gospel. It's like, it's a, this epistle and dude, you're right. Yeah. What's difficult for me though, is like I, the, the context of specific books, like overall books, I guess it, I mean, it does help. I, 
Um, but I think of like context for specific things. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, like, um, is it, I might be in Corinthians. I just don't, I just don't know very well. Um, when, when Paul tells, basically he like condemns guys with long hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, That's in Corinthians. Yeah. Um, and just knowing the I'm context sure. of that, like mm-hmm. specifically, um, and how in, in that city, in that time, long hair was, was tied with worship of, of Aphrodite. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. And, and so. And the women wearing jewelry that. and all yeah. that were status and, and having issues. Short it was yeah. a status yeah. issue. Uh-huh. Um, and so he, you know, what he's saying is not, if you, if you have long hair, you worship Aphrodite and you're like, we're kicking yeah. you out. You and know, it's like, just like. And half, uh, like I would say 99% of our listeners yeah. have no idea who you're talking about right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they have long hair. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. And so stuff like that, like I don't, the, the overarching like mm-hmm. books, the context, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I just don't know very well. I don't have a specific example yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that I, I can immediately run to, but like I have, I have that in Corinthians and mm-hmm. I have, you know, other like specific pieces in or, yeah. or commands in or, or con- condemnations or. And know, that's, I mean, that's a healthy thing that we were talking yeah. about earlier, like about Genesis and the, the view of like, is it a literal seven days? Is yeah. it, you know, is no a literal thing. We talk about like when I preach through Jonah and Jonah, I see it as satire, real characters, mm-hmm. real things, you know, and like some of the listening are like, you think Jonah's not real? I'm like, I didn't say Jonah wasn't a <laughs> real person. I'm saying that that thing and explaining that a little bit more. We did a series yeah. on that years ago mm-hmm. and then we did a whole you know whole thing on it and it's i think it adds power to it but yeah again those are like overarching themes that we can pull on and grab to but yeah. they can cause a little bit of stumbling mm-hmm. if you're not you know if you're not used to it i think it's important though i think it really is important sometimes to find something that god is using right now in this time period to kind of bring some clarity mm-hmm. to you um and if it is something like I've, I've actually heard a lot of people say like Ecclesiastes is one of the first books that they really get. Yeah. That they, they, they read yeah. and they're going, there is nothing new under the sun. Like mm-hmm. I, I tried everything I've yeah. done it all and it, and it doesn't make sense. And then they get all the way to the end and they're expecting some extravagant answer. And literally the answer is to love God yeah. and to follow him. That's the only thing yeah. worth doing. And it's like, you're like, you wish it was something more, but this guy's got 1,200 people, 1,200 women in his harem. He yeah. owns more land. He's got more wisdom. He's done it all. And yeah. in the end, he's like, there's nothing. And so, I, you know, finding that attachment to, like you said, the gospel is mm-hmm. your foundation, Ecclesiastes for some. Yeah. I think it kind of, it, it does that. In Proverbs, it says the fear of the Lord is the starting of all wisdom. And so if that's mm-hmm. the start is you just get an understanding of who God is, that image, yeah. right? And then it, they kind of boils down from there. So those are, uh, those are good questions. I think, uh, you know, knowing that, knowing that we can, we can grow through podcasts, uh, mm-hmm. through the books that we're reading, both Christian yeah. and non-Christian, that we find a reference points, some similar ground. And then we, we mark out even the things that we don't agree with mm-hmm. and that lets us find some strength in our faith. Yeah. Um, and then even reading through the Bible and we don't agree, I think it's okay to not agree with some of the things that are in the Bible, as long as you're willing to work through it and talk about mm-hmm. it. Um, but then finding common ground and, and trusting. Yeah. Ultimately, I heard Mark Moore say it this week, and I loved it. He's a professor. He used to be at Ozark. He's at Christ Church of the Valley. Mm-hmm. He was asked on uh, one of his little things. If you want to go look it up on his website, markmore.com. Um, what, do your tenets of faith 
grow larger as you get older or are they getting smaller? Hmm. Like the things that you hold to that you have to believe. Yeah. This guy has multiple doctorates, has published hundreds of books, has a very conservative view of the mm-hmm. world in the Bible. And he says they absolutely get smaller. The more and more I go. In fact, he wow. boiled it down to three. And he said, I believe that God created the world and you specifically intentionally on purpose with a purpose. Hmm. I believe Jesus died and rose from the grave for you and that he is the one that only offers life. And I believe the Bible is good for and inspired and is worthy of our effort to, to learn and study. Hmm. He said, if you agree with those three things, we're on the same page. And I was blown away at somebody that has studied the Bible for probably close to four decades that's saying that uh, as the thing that he's like, look, a lot of the things we can disagree on, but if we can agree on these three things, we have more in common than you realize. Yeah. So that's awesome. Love that. Well, um, these off the cuffs are always fun. I feel like you and I go into them a little nervous because we're yeah. like, oh, we'll see how this goes. Um, but I think you guys really <laughs> like them. And I, I'll encourage you, put the comments in there. We really yeah. like using the comments for the off the cuffs. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes it a lot more fun. It also, I think it would be engaging for you to know that your questions are actually going to be answered mm-hmm. and that if you're typing yeah. those in. So, um, yeah. Thanks again for listening. Hopefully uh, you'll check out some of the books and podcasts that we've referenced. Um, Hopefully maybe you have a better definition of repentance than we did. Yeah. Put that in the comments. I'd love to see uh, your thoughts. Or if you have an answer for for where to start in in looking at at the context and and maybe clarifying some I love, I love the thing too. If there's a concrete book or something that you would recommend mm-hmm. to someone yeah. to start or that you have confidence in, yes, type that in as well. Uh, feel free to click the subscribe. We always love to see that the people are tuning in, like we said at the beginning. And mm-hmm. uh, if you feel like it's worthy of your time and it's something you want to be notified of, uh, we'd love for you to do that. So other than that, uh, services at 1015 this Sunday, if you want to check us out live on YouTube or uh, Facebook. Um, but until next week or Sunday, have a great glorious day to learn. We'll see you later. See you.